Reading from Elnon Material. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. All right, it's getting to be a couple of days before Thanksgiving. Uh, we have an incredible amount of articles about uh, special celebrations. Here's one that said, We're always hard. Special celebrations were always hard while I was growing up in my alcoholic family. The atmosphere was always seen sad because Dad used to get depressed before holidays. <laughs> Now that I'm grown, holidays are still hard, and Dad still gets depressed. The difference is, I don't live at home anymore, and now I am a member of Elanon. In Elanon, I learn I have choices. I can let go of the parts of my life that are not under my control, and I can take charge of the parts that are. Even in the midst of the sadness I felt while growing up, I knew life had to be more fun than what I experienced. So with the help of the program and the people in it, I decided to act on that knowledge. I reclaimed the holidays for myself in ways both small and large. I bought pairs of, of earrings that symbolized each celebration and even bought matching socks. I never liked writing and mailing holiday cards, so I stopped. The most wonderful holiday tradition I have started is spending time with my friends and spiritual family in recovery setting, we celebrate many holidays together and we always have a great time. This way, if I do decide to spend some holiday time with my family and accept the challenges of that choice, I also celebrate with people I trust to accept me as I am. I may not have enjoyed many holidays while growing up, but I can start enjoying them now. Thought for the day. My friends in the program helped me to heal my childhood by creating happier memories today. I knew deep down inside that God had not created me to feel sad, but I needed to learn how to get out from under that feeling. From the Forum, 1988. In what order of importance are my relationships today? The steps are a guide to a total good living. One day at a time in Elnon, page 141. To me, the order of importance in my relationship today with my family members is to get fired up in my meetings, in my 12-step programs, and bring some energy and spirituality to my non-attending AA or NA or Al-Anon family members, and just be around them with sheer fire, love, and enthusiasm, and allowing them to see the program through me, to be energetic, and uh, kindness, and helpfulness, and the whole bit. So a lot of energy, a lot of truth. It takes a long time to have a good attitude, and not have self-pity when the holidays come around. That was one of my uh, pet peeves, is to be sad and get attention and, and soak, soak 
and indifference. Well, I that was a, a progress because I used to be angry and resentment. So I turned into sulk and indifference to God and others that they'll never meet up to my qualifications because I've been hurt once. Anyway, I don't do all that stuff now. I see that in seasons, I have low seasons of emotions and high seasons of elation. So I recognize that my low seasons are usually, mine are usually in April. You know, I notice the change in my voice and I let myself feel that, which is a mourning, mourning uh, losses of loved ones, mourning losses of jobs and, and dreams and so forth. So let it mourn, let it cry. If you feel like mourning, help yourself to a good cry and keep making yourself cry. And let go and let God. Let it all out. And once you do it over and over, forget you've finally done the proper mourning. I heard in a meeting where it says, we're a bunch of people that haven't mourned properly. And they turn into resentments, indifference, hatred, and resentment when we haven't mourned properly. You know, we take it to our higher power and we mourn. I always suggest that you visit as many uh, as many eulogies and and funerals so you can it can help you mourn, even if you don't know the person. Just go over there and help help mourn. And see how many people you can get mourning, you know. <laughs> and yell out in mourning. And you're really mourning your old mornings. And you help them mourn out. Can you imagine having the 12-step program? It's called mourning, M-A, mourn. All right, I'm pulling my own leg, folks. All right, next reading for today, for t right now, is... Uh, let me move one over. I'm going to read a couple more. Here we go. My parents argued again and again the other day. My alcoholic father decided to end his relationship with my brother for not giving him a birthday card. My mother wanted to continue the relationship with her son and all came to a head when dad took mom to the hospital for a simple eye operation. Along the way, he announced he was divorcing her for talking to my brother. He saw her communication with her son as a betrayal. When I went to visit mom in the hospital, I found her crying. I felt so sorry for her. In Elong, I have learned alcoholism is a disease that affects everyone in the family. I had already forgiven my mother for neglecting me during, my, during her preoccupation with my father's drinking. I had been making daily step nine amends to my mom by treating her better, but I had never made formal person-to-person -person amends now was my opportunity. I took her hand in mine. I kissed her tears away the way I wanted her to do for me when I was a child. I told her all my good character traits that I finally realized had come from her. I shared with her how grateful I was that she was my mother and how much I loved her. I held her and we cried together in joy and love. We talked about the disease of alcoholism, my father's alcoholic thinking, and how we both thought it was easier for him to think of divorcing her than it was to lose her thoughts, to lose her through surgery. Interesting, huh? 
As I left, she said she felt better. I felt close to my mother for the first time in my life. Thought for the day. If I had worked the eight steps and become truly willing to make amends, I believe the opportunity will arise when I am ready. Courage to Change, page 163. Our next thought pattern is, If I want what you have, I need to become willing to do what you have done. For me, this is the central tenet of Elna's practice of sponsorship. While growing up in an alcoholic environment, I had become afraid of people and mistrustful of intimacy. Initially, I resisted many of the program's suggestions. It took me a long time to get a sponsor, but eventually became because I wanted what one particular person had, I asked her what she had done to achieve it. She became my sponsor. My recovery accelerated as I became willing to ask for another member's help. Today I'm blessed to have a sponsor and to be a sponsor for others. I am one link in a great chain of people, helping people. Having once felt incredibly alone and isolated, I'm now connected once again with humanity. The roles of sponsors and sponsees have taught me so much about normal, loving human relationships. I have learned how to practice unconditional love and emotional detachment, how to set healthy boundaries, how to care for people without taking care of them, and how to let others get close to me without losing myself. Thought for the day. Sponsorship works when people love themselves and ask enough to ask for help when others love them enough to say yes. The most important thing is to be willing to reach out and ask for help that we need. For the help we need, human to human. How Alan works for families and friends, page 37. And I have one more reading for today. It's Courage to Change. I did, sorry, I did say that was our last reading. But I feel like reading today. Not every day they get to read these books hanging around my house. When I, <clears throat> when I came first to the program, I knew that a close relative bragged too much. And I knew I wasn't happy, but I didn't think I needed much help. I went to a meeting every week unless there was something else to do and I didn't get a sponsor. I grew, but slowly. A crisis brought my leisure approach to recovery to an end. When I lost someone very special to me, the pain was almost more than I could stand. I was lucky I had learned enough to pick up the phone and call someone in the program. That person helped me to make it through the crisis, but that was only the beginning. I saw how badly I needed the strength and skills that the program had to offer. I began going to quite a few meetings each week, doing service work, calling friends in the program. My recovery really took off. Today, practicing the program gets top priority in my life because I know where I would have wound up without that crisis. Today's reminder, sometimes the greatest growth comes through pain but it's not the pain that helps me grow. It's my response to it. Will I suffer through the experience and continue as before? Or let the pain inspire changes that help me grow? The choice is mine. I have learned in on to look for opportunities for growth in every situation. This attitude allowed me to gain many sp spiritual riches from the pain I was experiencing. 
Amen. Wow. There you go. When we mourn, we have the opportunity to grow if we address the mourning properly. Mourning is a beautiful thing if we mourn everything out and not save it as a pet pee. Next article. I am forever looking at friends and strangers and making little improvements. She looked much more attractive if only, or he would be a lot easier to deal with if only. Step 10 is my daily reminder to let go of such thoughts. It reminds me to continue to take my own inventory and to promptly admit when I, when I am wrong. Every day I can look to myself and decide what improvements I can make. How can I grow today? What can I do by day's end to improve myself? Is there something I can learn? Is there some challenge I can meet? Is there some old tired fear I can walk through and be rid of? Is there some new happiness I can experience? Step 10 reminds me to be honest with myself, acknowledging my progress, admitting my mistakes, and recognizing the opportunities to grow today. Today's reminder. When I keep track of my inventory on a daily basis, I no longer have to fear that I will fall into that vague, hazy state in which denial so easily takes root. When I turn this inventory over to my higher power, I know that I am moving towards freedom. A man should never be ashamed to own he, he has been in the wrong, to own it, which is by saying, in other words, that he is wiser today than he was yesterday. Alexander Pope. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And Eugene F. said, Eugene F. Ware, War, W-A-R-E, said, All glory comes from daring to begin. With the help of the program and my higher power, I am capable of many things I could not even have considered before. I may even be capable of pursuing my heart's desire. Amen. My plans may involve many actions and many risks, but I don't have to tackle them all today. I can take my time and move step by step at my own pace. By focusing on one thing at a time, the impossible can become likely if I keep it simple. Amen. I am also free to try something and then change my mind. I do not have to make a lifetime commitment before I even know whether or not my goal is desirable. In the program, reminds me to keep things simple. Instead of approaching the task as a whole, I can simplify it by taking only one step at a time. I can gather information, which is extremely smart, and do nothing more. Study the situation. Then, when I'm ready, I can make bullet points of what to do and what to check. I can take the project further. That takes some of the pressures off having to know all the answers by using my imagination in the different bullet points and saw every problem on my mind before I tacked the situation that may arise even before I begin. How often have I had a dream I longed to pursue but quit before I started because it seemed too enormous a task to attempt. Going back to school, moving, taking a trip, changing a job, 
doing more cardio in the evening and reading or listening to people before I end the day instead of trying it in the morning and get all burned out. All these and many other goals can seem overwhelming at first. Remember, all glory comes from daring to begin. Isn't that amazing? And it is all glory. Just go January, first week of January to a gym. The Elnam program is a spiritual recovery program. The word recovery implies that we are regaining something we once possessed have, but have lost or set aside. This kind of reminds me of the set-aside prayer. Lord, I set aside all the mess that I have done for a few new revelation in your recovery, Lord. In these steps, in my fellow man, with you, God, and with myself for a fresh new recovery uh, with you, with my fellow man, with these steps, and myself for your glory to be done. Amen. That's my prayer, the set-aside prayer. In the conclusion of living with active drinkers, I lost track of my spirit. Life was a survival game, a daily grind of fear and hard work and harsh words. No matter what I tried, nothing seemed to help. Perhaps that's because I was trying to do it all by myself. The program in Elnon, I have come to know that I have a resource within me and all around me that can guide me through the most overwhelming fears and the most challenging decisions. A higher power, regardless of how I define that higher power, is it is real to me and has always been here for me. I am so grateful to have recovered that connection to my spirituality, for in doing so, I have regained an essential part of myself. So I have regained an essential part of myself. As a result, say it again, I have regained an essential part of myself and it feels good. As a result, today my life has a sense of purpose that makes each moment a precious gift. I have a zeal on my foot, 25% more movement, more excited about life when I get up in the morning and going to sleep in the evening. Life is just wonderful today. The program of chaos and drinking was a program. The program of handling that program is the right program and how to react to life's perks and situations. Today's reminder, I am a spiritual creature capable of faith, hope, and appreciation of beauty, and capable of using faith properly, creative imagination, capable of understanding where hope is born and how to use hope. Hope is usually born in this statement, saying, the supply for hope is not here yet, but it will come if I should have hope. It will surely come. It's just a decision a decision to the cosmos, to the unknown, that have a, a role in making a path for me. Again, the supply for hope is not here yet. But hope will come if I should have it. It will surely come. 
if we should have it. I have an unlimited source of strength in this statement and comfort at my disposal. Today, I will take the time to cultivate that spiritual connection. Francis de Sales said, Half an hour's meditation is essential except when you are very busy. Then a full hour is needed. <laughs> Francis de Sales. When I was 14 years old, I signed up for me to become an attorney with La Sales, the Sales, something like that, uh, Correspondent University. I was supposed to put my newspaper money in a little savings account and pay off my subscription, the books they sent me. I had five corresponding courses in my life, and the only one I ever finished was the one where I had a sponsor. Thank you very much for listening today. Let's go ahead and finish it off with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep establishing proper guidelines, folks. Progress, not perfection. I love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy thank you. Thank you day. These simple verses brought years of luck and financial success. The power of the Bible could change your life too. Prepare to receive free money. These seven scriptures are all important, so make sure you watch this video to the end. In only 10 minutes, you will see how to make money according to the Bible. God is with us. He is always with us, and He will forever be with us. Let's give Him thanks and praise right now. Thank you, Father, for being with us and giving us your word. You give us your word, and your word will do what your word says. If we meditate, repeat it, and spend time with it, and memorize it, and receive it in our hearts, your word will do what it says it will do. In Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father is happy to hear from us through prayers. He has the solutions to our problems and worries. All we need to do is to respect the teachings of His Son, Jesus Christ. And He will be happy to grant our heart's desires each time we pray to Him. Here are seven Bible verses to ensure amazing, life-changing results. You can say these verses at any time and as often as possible. The more you repeat them, the more effective it will be for you.
opening prayer. God, I want to be more obedient to you in every aspect of my life, including my finances. Help me to be more mindful of the way that you want me to manage my money. If there are areas where I can give more, show those to me. Help me to be more responsible with my finances. In Christ's name, amen. Psalms 112 Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in His commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, lights dawn for the upright. For those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous, God will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. They have freely scattered the gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor. The wicked will see and be vexed. They will gnash their teeth and waste away. The longings of the wicked will come to nothing. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Psalms 34 I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he heard my cry. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people. For those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, 
and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects his, all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Psalms 118 Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, His love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures forever. When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord, he brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph at my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surround me. But in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They surrounded me on every side. But in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They swarm around me like bees, but they were consumed as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Shout of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me, and you have become my salvation. The stones the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is good. The Lord is God. And he has made us his light shine on us. With bowls in hand, join in the festival processions up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love endures forever. Proverbs 3 9 Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will bring over with new wine. Proverbs 10 A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Ill gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the cravings of the wicked. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. Ecclesiastics 7.12 Wisdom is a shelter, as money is a shelter. But the advantage of knowledge is this, Wisdom preserves those who have it. John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. 